Welcome to Sideline Thoughts. I'm David Reyes. And I'm Joe Galvez. Thank you all for tuning in. This is our first episode of Sideline Thoughts. So we really appreciate you joining us today and supporting us at the beginning of our broadcasting career. Right, Giovanni? <laughs> yeah, it's the first. You're going to hear us when we're starting off from the beginning. Uh, hopefully you guys like it. You guys come back for more and, you know, continue growing from here. So today we're going to keep it simple. We're going to talk about the NFL, what obviously what's going on with the playoffs, and what's going around in the NBA. Uh, first, let's stick with the NBA, Geo. Um, I know this is a bit off topic, but I forgot to mention, yesterday during on TNT, they talked about the passing of Ernie Johnson's mom. So, I mean, my first, our, heart, our thoughts and condolences to his family. Ernie Johnson, one of yes. the greatest broadcasters. And probably the most liked basketball guy on TV. Yeah, no, I agree. Ernie Johnson is definitely one of my favorites. He keeps the show TNT together, and it's just sad, he, you know, finding out that, you know, his mom died. And it's been a tough, I wouldn't want to say pandemic uh, time, but, you know, throughout these last few years, he lost his son. He lost, um, I believe, another family member, and now his mother. And, you know... He's a strong man. Ernie's a strong man. He's a funny man. And it just sucks to see that he and his family are continuing um, grieving and getting hurt um, for different situations that have been going on. So hopefully they, they, you know, grieve through that and take their time. And, you know, he comes back when he's ready to come back. Yes. I mean, Ernie's ready. Um, um, to me, he's one of the greatest ever. And, I mean, it's one of the greatest shows, NBA on TNT. And, but... He's the glue, or I don't know how to say it. Like he's just the. I don't know yeah, how to he's definitely he's like, the glue of the team. He keeps keeps everyone together, you know. Especially when Chuck and Shaq kind of, kind of, you know, have mess around and stuff. Yeah. All right, so let's just talk about. Let's start with the NBA. Yesterday there was a. The Celtics beat the Warriors. I don't even saw that game. Yeah. Or yeah, you want to start was... with? Yeah. So that game, I mean, can't. It was too. Cl- it was. It was a very close game. It was actually a very close game, and it ended. I think the game itself was overall such a very nice touch, especially with Curry's half court three to end the the end the the first half of the game to give the Warriors the lead. Um. It the game went to overtime. It was really close. You know, both teams averaged about twenty point, uh, a little less than thirty points in the in the first two quarters. They're going off. I mean, like you got Clay Thompson twenty four, you got Wiggins with twenty, Curry with twenty nine. So, I mean, even with the loss, they still play really great. It's just they needed help off the bench. They only played three players off the bench, and the max was uh Divincenzo with six points. Uh, and came with three rebounds, and you know, so it wasn't, it wasn't enough, you know. While these stars were putting, all these stars had double digits above ten, um, for the lowest being Draymond Green with eleven, but he had thirteen rebounds, uh, nine assists, one steal. Like he helped in every other way he could. So it was like, all right, so you could tell they needed that help from the bench, um, with them. But the Celtics, Celtics as well. They won in overtime. 
right? Overtime. You got Tatum with 34 points, Al Horford with 20, uh, Robert Williams with 14, and Jalen Brown with 16, Marcus Smart with 18. But like I said, it was just a bench that helped them win it at the end because you have um, Brogdon coming off the bench with 14.7 rebounds, two assists, and a steal. That's that's slightly though if you look at it, you know, comparing to Draymond Green, you know, he has three more points, he has uh six less assist, uh rebounds, but he has and and two less assists, but those points is what got you the win. You know, while the, the other players off the bench only got you one, two, and two when it comes to points. So it really shows why the game was really close. I think it would have been it, it was a great game. Obviously, uh a little, a bit more defensive in, uh, you could say defensive ish, the first half. Um, but they both teams definitely went off in the second, and I think it was it was a good game. Right, I mean, the the Celtics won one twenty one to one eighteen. With this win, the Celtics remain in first place on the Eastern Conference with thirty four wins and twelve losses. Behind them are the Bucks, the Milwaukee Bucks, with twenty nine wins and sixteen. So either way, they're going to stay in first. But this is just pretty much gonna show the Celtics could be in the East, could be in the finals representing the Eastern Conference. Again. Doubt, yeah, back to back with a different coach too. Yeah, different coach. That's we know what happened in the scandal. Uh, different <laughs> yeah. coach and the Celtics, like you're saying, and and in my opinion, they're doing a lot better than they were last season. Right here, only twelve losses right now throughout the season. I believe they had um. They had they had a couple more last season, you know, as they were uh third or fourth around this time in the season. Um so now they're they're definitely held, holding themselves up, especially against a, a Milwaukee team that could easily just flip it and go on, on a win streak that will put them in first. Cause they're not too far out, as well as Philly, but I think Philly has a little more I wouldn't want to say struggle. It just takes. It, it's not as easy for them to flip as the Bucks. So I think Celtics really need to watch out on that. While the the Warriors, Warriors have been really needing um, this win. Obviously, they're on the one lo- a one game losing streak after that, but they're in ninth place, and yeah. we know this Warriors team. We, uh, at least in my opinion, although they haven't been playing their best, especially they play, been playing a lot of small ball. Um, I don't think they deserve to be in the ninth seed. Um, that's that's just me. I don't think they deserve to be in the ninth seed. I we know that what they're capable of playing, how they're capable of playing it. So I think one is very interesting. Obviously, is by record, and you haven't been winning games, and you haven't been proving it. But overall, as a team, they play a lot better. So I hope to see them find a way at least in the top six in this time. I mean, there's still plenty of time, but yeah, this it's still surprising to see the Warriors down in ninth place. I think they're in third in the. Division. On top of them are the um, the Kings <laughs> and the. Let me, let me check that again to be sure. The King. Division. Above them, um, if you mean the standings above them, yeah, the, uh, the Clippers above, are right above them. So yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, Kings the Kings hold first in that division. The Kings, Clippers, then the Warriors, then the Suns, and always the Lakers. Which let's not talk about the Lakers right now. <laughs> yeah. No, but David, I'll tell you something interesting. Um, right here, you know the the Warriors are the fourth best uh scoring team, as in like they average the most points in the league so far. They're the fourth one with averaging about 117 a game. 
I'm not surprised either, but yeah, not, but you're telling me it, I, I, it doesn't. But you're telling me you're fourth best in scoring, 117. You 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 have 42 average, about 42 shots made, um, per game. So it's like, oh, you know what? You guys are there. You guys get about. 10 offensive rebounds, 34, averaging about 34 defensive uh, rebounds, uh, 29 assists, 6 steals, 3 blocks. It's it, it's not it's not numbers that, that should be in the ninth seed. You know, but if you look at the turnovers, they have 16, they average about 16 turnovers so far. Can defend. You know, or they're having about, you know, the numbers. And, and yeah, can't defend. But sometimes 117 should be enough to win. Yeah. So, I mean, they're lucky that there's a play-in tournament because if, if this was 10 years ago, they would be out of the playoffs right now. Yeah, 100. percent They they would be just missing that playoff spots to the Clippers, who my Clippers are having a bad run right now after six game losing streak. They they got a win, but then they have lost two in a row already. You know they need to fix it up. So the way this is looking, even if it was couple years ago you know this play just started but it was a couple years ago the warriors are looking like hey we just need two wins if anything and one more loss from the clippers and we're back in that eight seed playoffs you know it's still the play-in but they're in that eight seed so there were other games um the brooklyn nets lost to the um phoenix suns um, the Suns are in also in ninth place. They're ninth place. No, no, they're in eighth place in the West. Uh, no, actually, the Suns are in eleventh in the West. Eleventh, oh yes, in the conference, Sorry. the West Coast Conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the they're West Conference. Playoffs. Um, not exactly. Obviously, we know there's still a second half of basketball left. So there's that, and they're only about game roughly a game behind 10 to get that play in behind OKC and um OKC is on the four game win streak but so it really depends on how Phoenix needs OKC to lose or or Warriors and Clippers to blow about two more games in order for Phoenix you know they need to continue winning games obviously you know for Phoenix to jump into that play in but they're still playing a basketball for all these teams that are in the play-ins or even for Phoenix or Portland to try to make a run in there. Yeah. For moments, um, I think they were the Suns were in that game, they were like up more than 20 points. Like in the fourth quarter, the Nets made a comeback. And literally, they I think they almost tied the game. I don't know if you saw the game, um, Gio, or... Uh no, not completely actually. I was I wasn't really able to see that game itself. Um uh so I can't I um uh, I can't see much, but looking kinda like at the highlights and stats, it looks like yeah, you're right, the the Suns had the lead for pretty much all game. Um looking at the numbers, uh, thirty five in the first, over twenty nine, thirty over twenty two, so that's already a sixty five to to 51 so you know that's that's a 14 point lead and he got 29 over 23 so that's six more points added to that almost a 20 point lead right there by the end of the third so yeah um i mean i'm not surprised seeing how the nets have been going this season 
they they haven't been as good obviously as everyone expects with Kyrie and KD being in there. Um as as we expect them at least in my opinion I thought they they should be fighting for top 3. They are in fourth. They are pushing fourth, but you know you know any uh, a couple losses they they're on a they're actually on a four game losing streak. So one, I mean, two more no- losses, it drops into six, fifth, six, you know, depending how the other ones do. Yeah. I mean, they're similar to the Lakers. The Lakers with LeBron, Anthony Davis, I mean, obviously they're expected to be higher than what they are actually right now. But, I mean, the Nets are, I guess, a dysfunctional team. I mean, thanks. I mean, they, Steve Nash got fired or he, he quit. I mean, the two. It was a I mean, mutual, this, like, you know, firing, quitting type of thing. Yeah. I mean, this is a very, I see a very dysfunctional team, especially Kevin Durant. I mean, he has his, his, his I don't know how to describe him, his, um, his issues, I guess, his ideas, his, and Kyrie Irving, well, he's, I see him as a toxic player. I know there are rumors of him wanting, Possibly going going to the Lakers, but I really don't want him in LA. I don't want him in the Lakers. Um, I mean, for me, the Nets. I mean, they're just a they're just a very good team with great players, but they're just not championship caliber. Yeah, Most likely be the Celtics in the representing the East Conference in the finals. No, yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of NBA fans, we all realized that Nets weren't exactly NBA caliber after what the first season Kyrie came back to play, or at least kind of the ending the playoffs in that run. But even the one where where the Bucks won the the NBA Finals that year, where they faced the Nets and KD um, sent it overtime, he you know everyone thought he shot the game winning three um, to take out the Bucks, but no, his foot was on the line. He has giant toes um his toes hit the line that was a two they go to overtime and you know the bucks went off on that kd just couldn't do that anymore but you know props to him for he was carrying the team that game and the rest of the team couldn't help him out you know i know there's a lot of people saying kd he wants to show that he was the best he should have scored more like no that man he he balled out that game he balled out the team didn't help as much as they should have and that was it but yeah, I think it 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 took some time, but it wasn't too long till we realized the Nets and uh, they need another star. And it was it's not working with Ben Simmons. He got ejected uh, yesterday in the game. Uh, he got ejected for arguing with the ref. But in my opinion, although he's a, a great defender, he's a big point guard, so it's a lot harder for other point guards to score. Or you know, you know, to make the plays. He's not helping offensively, and me, I want my, I would want my point guard to score or assist in 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 efficient ways or ways that like get everyone else involved. And I feel like he doesn't do that as much as I would like him to. You know, and we kind of saw in Philly. I mean, we we did see in Philly a lot where he he wouldn't even score uh, towards the end of his career in Philly. He wouldn't even score, you know, and. I didn't think it was a good move for Brooklyn to bring him in. I understand defensively, but offensively, 
I don't think it was. And I don't think Brooklyn has the other pieces to help KD or Kyrie score offensively. Obviously, Kyrie's the point guard to score offensively. But it's like, okay, you have a defensive point guard and you have an offensive point guard. So that means, are you going to play them at the same time? And then that means you're also taking away a shooter. So so in my in my eyes, it just didn't work out. I think Harden, uh, they could have tried it out another, again with Harden. I think Harden was a great piece when it comes to offensive score when it comes to scoring there but again with him then you're lacking the defense you know so i feel like the Nets show that they didn't have a right third star to help them become championship contenders but at the same time it's not like they actually went and got the right player you know so it's kind of on the nets um because looking at them right now they're averaging about 113 average this season on points so it's like mm, you know 113 person will having katie and Kyrie. i i expect at least a 120 but again no one no one this season so far is averaging 120 but that's just kind of how i see it you know they're barely getting 26 assists 40 rebounds which isn't which isn't bad um they're getting seven blocks which is it's pretty solid in my opinion that's pretty good but they're getting 13 turnovers. So at least in my eyes, it's they need a third score. Obviously, they're gonna keep Ben Simmons. Don't I mean either they sign in the free agency or if you trade, you know, I believe Ben Simmons would have to be that trade, but get someone who could at least get who could score for you and play some kind of defense more than James Harden. You know, I feel like that's the balance. Mm-hmm. Let me pause it here. All right, so those were the games on primetime TV. Today on Friday, January 20th, our team's here in Los Angeles. The Lakers will be hosting the Memphis Grizzlies at 7 p.m. here at the Crypto.com Arena. Grizzlies with a 31-13 record and the Lakers with a 20-25. Obviously, the, the Grizzlies are our favorites here. The Lakers are a bit of a good game, bad game. Maybe win this one. I'm going to lose this is another one. They're a very unbalanced team. and It's been like that for a couple of years now, ever since they won the 2020 championship after that, that bubble season. Um, I don't know what are your thoughts on that, Gio. If you want to give your quick thoughts on that, yeah, quickly. Um, well, Lakers were going on a on a on a good a little win streak here, and they brought themselves up from the the 14th spot to the 13th, obviously, because it also depends on Portland how they're playing, Phoenix winning, losing games. But Lakers, after going on a bad sting for a while in the beginning of the season, they went on a good little run and. To my surprise, I was like, wow, have they really found themselves as Darren Ham got the team together, put them, you know, they're they're working, they're going on it, and then they come in with a one-game losing streak. And being in the 13th seed, I think that really affects them a lot, um, that one-game losing streak, because they need as many wins as they can get to even reach the, you know, the 10th seed for the play-in. But yeah. this game against Grizzlies is going to be too much for them. In my opinion, the Grizzlies have been way too great. Jaw, Jaw Moran, just a baller. That man is a man. He does not care who's in his way. That man's dunking the ball on you. 
and it's so it's it's fun to watch him. It's fun to see, you know, you know him doing these dunks. Him, he's the in my opinion, I think he's facilitating the ball great. Although he does uh, times look like he's a ball hawk, he looks like one, but he's really not. He gets players involved. He um, Dylan Brooks, um, he um. Damon Bain, like he gets these players involved who are going off. Who these guys are also, I don't want to say all stars or stars like that, but these are also the second, third scores on the team, and you know they could play with with Jaw, and they still also shine. So I think Jaw is a great player, and I think it's gonna to be too much for that Laker defense. Um, you know, Lakers have been lacking on the defense lately, and I think this Memphis Grizzlies team is. It's gonna go off. I don't think it's gonna be a close game. I think it it might be a about a fifteen point difference in my opinion. Uh, Grizzlies aren't second, and they need this one to take first. Actually, mm-hmm. I mean, I do feel the Lakers could compete with them, but I think eventually they're gonna wear out. Um, you'll see in the fourth quarter, possibly. I mean, yeah, it definitely. I, I hope I'm wrong, but yeah. And no, uh, at least in my opinion, in order for them to stay in. I'm not saying Lakers have to be perfect because no one could be perfect. However, I do one LeBron's doing LeBron stuff. You know, LeBron is, is averaging his 30 something points. Um, well, right now has him has him averaging has him 29 points, but we you know he's hitting 30, 35, you know, he's going to do him, but we need, we need Anthony Davis to, to show up. We need, even Westbrook, at least to hit double digits. When, when he shows up, he gets hurt. <laughs> so that's the thing. That's true. So they don't even want him to show up. So he doesn't get hurt. Um, you know, we need we need we need Westbrook to at least hit fifteen, at least fifteen to twenty. You know, you need Dennis Schroeder to at least get twelve, fifteen. You need Patrick Beverly to maybe get ten and play great defense. You need the rest of the the players, in my opinion. The rest of the bench, the rest of the other, um, the rest to kind of just hop out off the bench, hop off in the starting lineup. You know, yeah. it's, it's it's not enough. And you look back at these games, it's like people are like to say, "Oh, LeBron is oh, LeBron's this and that." But look at the dude; he's scoring thirty-five points. Uh, he's about he's- to break the record. He's yeah, he's about to break, about to break the, the all-time scoring record. He's about to do all this at his age. And you're telling me that he's that it's his fault that he's not carrying the Lakers. So what's the excuse for Anthony Davis? What's the excuse for Westbrook? What's the excuse for for Dennis Schroeder, who's a veteran? I'm not saying he's a star, but he's a veteran a team. What's the excuse for all these other players? Like you have you have Lonnie Walker, who's a star in the Spurs. Or or was you know predicted to be a star Austin Reeves who's been getting a lot more minutes in there Thomas Bryant uh, Juan Toscano Anderson a, a a champion just last season with the Warriors you know who 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 had a, 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 a I don't how do I say this he 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 implemented himself into that Warriors system and he played great so why are they not helping around LeBron is the question and I think. If they don't show today, that's Lakers two game losing streak, and I get it. It's gonna be hard. Grizzlies average one seventeen so far this season, and they're just going off. So, like I said, I think they're gonna lose. It's gonna be a hard one, but in order to stay, like you're saying, to even stay fighting, these players need to show up. 
they need to show up. Yeah, I mean that's the sad reality of the Lakers. Um, I'll let's jump to to your team, the Clippers. They're gonna be in San Antonio. Uh, I know, dude, I know where we're, we gotta talk about the Clippers, but I mean, the San Antonio team is very uh, depressing. I, I I used to love watching them years ago when Tim Duncan, um, um, Parker used to all um, Manu Ginobili. They used to all be there. Now it's mm-hmm. boys. The, the uh, yeah. Yeah, Kawhi would say. Yeah, yeah. That's what you were saying. No, 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 no. It's alright. I mean, I see it very depressing just to see him, a team that what they turn into now. Yeah, I mean, I think the depressing part is one not only that. Looking back at them in the championship runs, you know, um, beating LeBron once in those, going to those finals twice, or you know, just having those those. Championship with, with like you said, Tony Parker, Matt, um, Tim Duncan with his five, Ginobili, you know, Boris Diva even hopping out. It, it one that not only that sat there, but it's also sad seeing that Coach Popovich is still there, and he's the one having to find. He's you know he's trying to find a way to get this team back to where they belong in the dynasties, and it's just not working. You know, we don't exactly know what's not working because you know it's coach pop coach pop has his own way his own style his own coaching it's you know let him do him because he he's he's one of the greatest coaches to every coach and questioning him is like hey man this man knows what he's doing now the players on the other hand then i'm showing up that that's something else and it, and it it's under percent i would get it they have young players um either rookies second years maybe a couple five six year players that aren't stepping up and they gave away their star players uh uh DeJounte Murray to to Atlanta. You know, they traded him and Lonnie Walker came to the Lakers, so it's tough, but it's sad to see that Pop is just trying to make it work with his thing. And he even hinted at uh maybe retiring about a season or two ago, right? And uh, he didn't obviously he came back and but there's that possibility that he comes back and it's sad to see that he's retiring in with a losing team. Yeah. You know, because we know Coach Cup Coach Pop could coach any team in the NBA to a possible championship. He could coach the the Celtics, could coach the Jazz, the uh, well, the Warriors have worked on it, the Grizzlies, the Nuggets. Okay, so even the Clippers. I I do believe he can coach the Clippers to to go to a championship. You know, teams that have these players that 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 could do something. You know, and and, and I think that's also what adds to it being sad seeing them like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but hopefully, as for hopefully, hopefully, eventually, could get out of this hole, or, or sadly, I think it's probably Popovich has to just step away and let someone else try to fix this because I, I don't, I, I'm gonna be honest, I don't see I'm really reviving this team anymore. It's my opinion. Um, I feel like one of these the players that just don't know what he wants or they just they just can't respond to or they just can't respond to what 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 he wants to what the other players always understood and what they what um what Popovich wanted and and I feel like times are changing and maybe it's also his tactics are not working anymore so I mean 
that's my opinion. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's gonna get a, like another get another job opportunity, but as a I don't know, be involved as a staff member of or general manager or any type of high position in the Spurs. So he's not going anywhere. He's just not gonna be coaching. That's what that's what I feel that might happen. Yeah, I mean, I think that's that's a possibility. Um, but kind of knowing Pops, we've seen him interviews across the season. You know his little smirk attitude. You know the way he talks to reporters. Uh, the way at least that personality comes off of, and how we've seen Pop, I don't think he one like you said, coach for another team. That that's hundred percent true. But I don't think he would actually be coming back to the organization in general. I think once he retires, he would stay in his retirement, enjoy life, whatever, you know, with the money he has, enjoy doing his stuff. I do agree that I think the Spurs would ask him to be, you know, I don't I don't know about GM, but, you know, be in the, in the front office, be part of the staffing, be, you know, be somewhere where he still has a presence and able to, to coach and influence these players. But I don't think he's going to take that, at least not in the, not in the beginning. Maybe in the future. As an ambassador, I mean, obviously, I, mean, I was wrong about saying GM. I mean, but most likely as an ambassador, I mean, we see it. We see other sports do that. Other teams and other sports do that. They, they have their big figure be as an ambassador. I mean, that, that what I can mention, um, the Dodgers, I mean, they have retired players like Sandy Koufax and Fernando Valenzuela be their ambassadors. I mean, I mean, the Lakers, how many times do the Lakers have on their sidelines that they're legends? I mean, I, I see him as an ambassador. Yeah. Like and Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like the Clippers have Jerry West. Lakers don't officially have Magic, but Magic works as one at the yeah. time being when um he was he was really part of the organization. And um, when his yeah. relationship, the relationship was good with the organization. <laughs> yeah. When it, when it was good, right? And but with Pop, I I agree. I agree. I think being a best is a good a good chance that he could do that, but I feel like the first few years he's just gonna stick to retirement. I really do think he's gonna just be there, enjoy himself. He doesn't have to worry about basketball anymore because, you know, who knows how he's feeling. He might be tired of it or he still might be wanting to go for it, you know? I guess we'll just really see I I think by the end of this season, I think he's really gonna tell us, Hey, like this is it or you know i could go a couple more years or whatever this situation is with him um but i do agree i think spurs are gonna realize okay we're gonna have to start from the beginning here and find our next foundation for a possible franchise empire run or whatever the whatever they think they got but um, kind of going to the Clippers, my Clippers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went off yeah. topic. Okay, real quick. Uh, this should be a win for them. It should be, like I said. Can they do it? Yes. Will they do it? That's a maybe. Because as we've been watching the Clippers, like I said, they're on a two-game losing streak. Before, they only won one game. Before that, they were on a six, seven-game losing streak, I believe. I saw them in person um, last week. I went to one of the games. It was it was tough. The first half, they were they were in there. I saw them against the Nuggets, and they were there. They were you know back to back. They were ahead by two points, three points, four points, five points, six points. Then boom, two threes by the Nuggets, tie game. And then they were down by one or two, and then shot a three to take the lead. And then they were down by five, and then came back. And it was you know it was really close. Obviously, um, both teams 
lacked defense in the first half. Second half comes around and Clippers defense is gone. And by what I mean by that, not only are the Nuggets scoring like they normally did in the first half, they Clippers were fouling a lot, turning over the ball a lot. And I'm not saying like Nuggets steal it or stuff like that. No, like just bad turnovers. And and it was it was frustrating when I, as a Clipper fan, but two, just as a play, as a, as just watching as unbiased, and it's like, damn, the Clippers have really gone down defensively. And it's like, not too long ago, David, I don't know if you saw, they were, I believe they were fourth in the West, and then they dropped to six, and I was like, okay, six, just need a couple wins, and, you know, and that losing streak, they went from fourth to six, coming forward, they weren't far, they weren't, they were literally a game, maybe a game and a half from first spot, from first place. In the first seed in the West, and then the losing streak dropping six. Okay, as long as they cut it off now, go up and nope, drop to eighth right now. And it, it's it's tough to watch because it's like you have these stars. You have John Wall. Um, when I went, Reggie Jackson didn't play for some reason when I went to go see him, you know. And then you got Paul George didn't play, um, you know, but Kawhi played, and then you have Zubox, Zubox, and that game was. He didn't put himself in that game, am I saying? So for this game against the Spurs, although it won't be as hard, the Spurs aren't going to give up. They're not going to just let you come in and, you know, beat them. So Clippers still have to show up. John Wall, I need John Wall to show up. Norman Powell. I know, I know they can. They will show up. But, you know, we need every, we need Zubak to really go. Cause when Zubak goes off, that's when the team really just plays so much better. Um, when Zubak is there scoring, because if he, he he has a what six eight point game, the team for some reason the team just relies to shooting mid range to threes, and that's where they start falling behind. But as long as Zubak's in that paint scoring and stuff, they're able to rely on him going in there, and it just opens the floor more options for them to take closer mid ranges, lower or or feel okay with shooting the three and missing it because they could come back and get those points back. You know, so I think definitely Clippers can beat the Spurs. I think they will beat the Spurs. I think the max is 10 points. Sad to say, the max, they will beat them by 10 points. But they really need to pick their stuff up. They really need to get together because we cannot have a third game losing streak and not to the Spurs, who are literally like barely in contention. They're, they're, they're right behind the Lakers in 14th. You know, so Clippers need this win to keep up to actually move up to seventh as long as minnesota loses another one you know so but it's hard it's hard this clippers it's it, the expectation for this clipper team is is high and they're not living up to it they're really not living up to that i think it's like the first time i ever stuck on both la teams being doing bad i remember for a moment it's like it was Lakers doing bad and then the clippers were doing very good but for moments well, not this. Well, at least in my opinion, this season it's not that Clippers are doing very good. It's that Clippers were doing all right to be in a better spot. No, no, but I'm saying like it's like the first time you actually see like both teams could are doing bad. I mean, they're not. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Clippers, the Clippers don't try. I mean, they could be out of the playoffs. They could eventually be. Well, they could be in things to the play-in, but they could fall down there, and. I don't know what's with with both the Lakers and Clippers not they're not doing well. I mean 
as I mentioned, when the Clippers started Doc Rivers over 10 plus years ago, I mean, the Lakers were bad. The Clippers were like up there in the top five, top three. And now we, both of these guys are, you know, really in the play-in tournament. Yeah. And like to tell you anything, David, the Clippers are dead last in the NBA when it comes to how many points are averaging a game so far. Right, they're they're last with one hundred nine point two points, right? Spurs are above them with one hundred twelve, roughly average. You know, obviously, this average this doesn't mean that they're better overall because there's assists, rebounds, and all that. Clippers are dead last in that, pretty much in that ranking of aspects. And it's it's like how are you dead last when you have Kawhi Leonard playing, and then you have you have Reggie Jackson there. You could play. You have John Wall, Norman Powell, Luke Kennard. You have Robert Covington. You have you know, Zubak, you have these Morris, the Morris, to, um, um, Marcus Morris. Like, how do you have these scoring players and you're barely getting not even 110? You know, so obviously Tyron Lou either needs to fix the rotation. Uh, when I watched him, he only ran a, a seven, eight. A player rotation, roughly. Um, Moses Brown was the other center going in for Zubak whenever, um, whenever Zubak needed a break, um, or 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 Nick Batum, you know. So they were the ones covering that that five ish area. But you know, I don't. know. Something needs to change. Either one play Reggie back in. Paul George is going to come back, obviously. So. You know, open the roster to a nine, nine, ten guy roster in there. I don't, I don't see what's the harm in it, um, because apparently it's harming them more not doing it. Yeah. Um, any last things you want to say before we wrap it up? Um, no, I think, think I've, I've said what I wanted to say about the NBA. All right. Well, guys, this is our first episode. We are really, we really appreciate if if you support us. I mean, well, th- thank you all for listening. For those of you that actually listened to this first episode of Sideline Thoughts, um, we hope we will, and we will continue to keep doing making more episodes as us as pursuing sports sports broadcasters. This is just for us because this is just the beginning. Um, so thank you very much. Um. I'm Diego Reyes. And I'm Gio Galvez. This was Silent Thoughts. Thank you. We'll see you next time.